Hello, and welcome to an episode of Cat the Baker. I'm Chef KB. It's 5 a.m. and I can't sleep, and I figure, oh, this is a great time to record. <laughs> the last few days, I was off. I took my Labor Day now, because that's what you do when you work in the kitchen. You cannot take holidays when everybody else is taking holidays, which is why December is the worst. I'm dreading this December, and I'm always happy when it's January. I'm like, yes, January. I can take, like, my Christmas in January. Oh, that reminds me. I have to put up my tree, like, next month. It's October. This is crazy. So, yes, I took my Labor Day, and I went to see... Coldplay in San Diego. The reason I want to talk about this is because it ended up not just being a concert. I moved to Aspen last May. I feel like so much has happened since last May. Time is flying by and remember when your parents always said that when you were younger and you're like just stop. <laughs> like stop saying time is flying by. It makes you sound so old. I mean, this is what I thought, right? And now I'm doing the same thing. You know, when I move somewhere, I think, oh, this is a fresh start. It's going to be great. No, it's not. Because first you have to settle in. You have to prove yourself in the kitchen. You know, you have to show the other chefs that you're like worthy, that you can do the work. And there's always this period of testing. You have to get used to where you're at. You have to get used to the climate. Like here, it's mainly always cold. I have like five different jackets. It just takes a while to settle in. So this time last year was kind of rough, especially when I started out because the executive chef at the time was very much controlling and wouldn't let me take days. When I lived in New York, I got tickets to see Coldplay. And this was, last year was 2022. I have to backtrack because I don't know what's going on with time. So I got a ticket in 2021 in New Jersey to see Coldplay. And I'm like, yes, like it's like 20 minutes away from where I live, this is perfect. But I got it in 2021. The concert wasn't till, I think it was like September, 2022. Okay, but when I moved here in May, the chef wouldn't let me take my days. He was from Ecuador, and he basically said, these days don't exist in Ecuador, so you can't take your days. You have to be here when it's busy. And I'm thinking, we're not in Ecuador, right? Like, come on. Anyway, it was this big thing, and the tickets that I had to see Coldplay, like, I would have flown back to New Jersey, but the prices were crazy, and it just wasn't working out. So I ended up reselling my tickets, and I was so sad. Like, I... <laughs> I love Coldplay. I know some people are not huge fans, or they're secret fans, or I don't know. Because when I saw them in 2016, when I was in Arizona, I saw them in Phoenix, and like nobody would go with me. They're like, oh, it's Coldplay. I'm like, yeah, they're freaking great. Come with me. And I found like one person to go with me. <laughs> and it was such an awesome show. Like, it's awesome. They give you wristbands. They're like light up. Anyway, it was, a, it was a brilliant show, and I think it blew everybody away. I'm just going to say that. So yeah, I just got a ticket for me, because this is what I do now. You know, I, I have my own experiences, my own adventures, and I don't care. I'm just like, yeah, I want to do this. I'm going to book it. I don't care if anybody else comes with me or not. All I know is I'm going, and I'm having fun. So yeah, I had to resell the tickets, and I couldn't go. 
And this executive chef ended up leaving a few months later, and it was like a hallelujah. I'm like, thank you, thank you. When you work with other chefs, you know, this is also why I like the idea of my own business. Pros and cons to everything. But in a hotel environment, there are a lot of other chefs, you know, and the executive chef is my boss. And if he wants something, I have to do it. If I like it or not, you know, he'll make a suggestion. I'll make like a weird comment. <laughs> Be like, mm, that's a lot of work. <laughs> and he's like, you can do it. I'm like, mm hmm. Yeah. Like, <laughs> you know, so if he wants blood orange sorbet, when I create the menu with a cheesecake, even though in my mind I'm like, okay, it's kind of refreshing, but you don't need a sorbet. The cheesecake is fine on its own and it's creamy. Like I get it, maybe the sorbet cuts the creaminess, but it's not necessary. So he goes and changes the menu on me. Like he'll he'll add things. And and I'll go to him and be like, you changed this. He's like, yeah, I made a few changes. I'm like, I see that. And he's like, yeah, I want to do this and this and this. I'm like, mm-hmm, okay. And if I disagree on something, like, he won't budge. This is what he wants. So I'm like, okay, fine. Like, it's, again, you pick your battles. It's not worth it to me to fight on certain things. In the end, I'm like, okay. I'm just gonna make this blood orange sorbet. The point is, what's my point? <laughs> Where am I going with this? So yeah, I couldn't go to see Coldplay then. But what happened was they canceled some shows in California last year, and then they resold, you know, they put the tickets back up for sale when they had new dates. And I saw it, and I'm like, hell yes, I'm going. And this was last year 2022 because we're in 2023 about to be 2024 geez <laughs> i still can't get the time sorted in my head and maybe because it's 5 a.m that might have something to do with it so i get the tickets and again it's a risk you know because i don't know if the hotel will be busy or not i can't just leave when i want to and at that time i didn't know am i going to have a competent staff like if there's a huge event i can't just go in that moment, the adrenaline is so high that I'm like, Coldplay for sale, buying ticket, going. You know, in my head, I'm like, yeah, I'll figure it out. <laughs> like, it's so easy in my head sometimes. And again, I have like kind of a dual, I'm a Gemini. So naturally, I have, um, you know, this dual thing going on in my head, always. I'm always going back and forth on things. It's getting better, thank goodness. But like I have a friend, had, I guess, but she's a Gemini. She was so bad at making decisions when she bought clothing that she would leave the tags on. Like she'd buy it, leave the tags on, and then like two days later return it. Like I'm not that bad. Like I make fast decisions relatively. For me, they're fast. But in that moment, super fast decision, Coldplay for sale, buying, done. And I was like super excited. I'm like, yeah, I'll figure it out. So what happened was we had this huge party with all these, you know, celebrities, politicians, all this at the hotel. And it was a big thing. And thank goodness it fell like a few days before Coldplay. This was my number one concern. I live in Colorado. 
I have to get to San Diego, right, for this concert. So as I'm getting closer to September, like even in, I guess, August, I'm like, oh, damn it. Like, I have to book these tickets because it's not just like me flying to San Diego or driving. You know, it was easier in Arizona. You could basically just drive. But here it's a little bit further away and it's not just a simple thing. Like, I have to drive to Denver, which is like four hours park you have to pay for parking fly i have to book a flight there and back and then if you fly with frontier they're always changing the times you know which is frustrating and then i have to stay in a hotel which okay i get a hotel rate because i work at a hotel so that's a bonus and then i don't have a car so i have to take uber everywhere this whole thing becomes a giant thing and I don't even know what it ended up spending. Like, <laughs> I'm in denial. I'm not going to look at my credit card just yet. I basically just did everything in San Diego. I don't even know, like, where this came from. But I'm like, yeah, I'm here. It's three days. I can do this. <laughs> you know? <laughs> but as I'm thinking about this trip, I'm like, ah, why did I do this? Like, what is wrong with me? Why did I just go ahead and put this ticket? Because I have to do all these other things for it, you know? And it's not an easy thing. But then it's getting closer and I'm like, thank goodness I did this. I'm so excited. You know, like this is how my brain goes back and forth. Like I'm always looking for adventures. But then as I book them, like months before, I'm like, oh, my God, why? Why did I do this? Like it's so it's so impractical and expensive. I'll be on the flight going there and I'm super excited. And I'm like, yes, thank goodness I did this. I'm awesome. Like this is like... Uh, you know, this is back and forth. The night before, after work, I drive to Denver. I have to book a hotel, you know, because I'm not going to sleep in the car, right? Randomly on the side of the road. Like, I'm not going to do that. So I stay in like a Fairfield Inn, and then I leave early in the morning, park my car, get a shuttle to the airport. You know, and all that was smooth. Like, everything was great. I get this breakfast. Like, they have this place at the Denver airport. And I got like two eggs and toast with jam. You know, I get a cappuccino and I'm like, yes, like I'm on vacation. (laughs) It's just like three days, you know, which is the worst, right? Like in the U.S., you have to take your days when you have them, right? Like it's, it's limiting. You only get certain days. So then all of a sudden, three days, you're like, oh, it's vacation. When it's not, like it's just a few days. But it's amazing what you can do, you know, how you can make the most of three days. I go on my flight and I'm like looking at everybody's bags because like now with certain flights, you have to pay for all these extra things, right? Like carry on and you can only bring a personal item. So I didn't, I didn't want to pay for like, what was it? Like $70 for a carry on. I'm like, are you ridiculous? Like it was cheaper to check a bag than to carry it on. Anyway. All right. I'll get to the concert. I just had a personal item. Before I uh, drive to Denver, I'm measuring my bag. I'm like, yes, this is a personal item. (laughs) Meanwhile, it's like, you know, filled. So it's huge. And I always bring these vacuum bags, you know, where you put your clothing into these bags and then you're pumping. The thing is, though, there was a stupid hole in the bag. So I'm like, damn it. Like I had to keep repumping, you know, and then I go to the bathroom in the Denver airport and I'm pumping and I hear like this cleaning lady she's on the phone and she's like what's that sound (laughs) like it's me pumping (laughs) you know like every time I travel with this pump they're like 
is this a sexual device? Like, they don't say this. But if they look through my bag, they're like, what is this? I'm like, it's a, it's a pump. <laughs> it's a vacuum pump. Don't worry about it. And it's pink. Why, why do they make it pink? Like, just make it like a normal color, like black. I don't know. Don't make it pink. So anyway, I have a hole in this vacuum bag. And I'm constantly having to re-pump. So, you know, it'll fit under my seat. Anyway, I get on the flight and they don't even give you like free drinks on this flight. Like you have to pay that. And I'm like, hell no, like I'm good. <laughs> like, I mean, basically as soon as I land in San Diego, I'm like, oh yeah, I'll spend, I'll spend money here and there and there. But on the flight, I'm like, no, I'm super cheap. Okay, on the flight. <laughs> you know, I fly over the Grand Canyon and I'm like, oh my God, I love, I love the West Coast. <laughs> and then I land in San Diego And when I lived in L.A., I used to always drive to San Diego, sometimes for Comic-Con. And I was never really into that, but, you know, my ex was and my friends were. So I'm like, okay, I guess I'll drive down. And then um, I visited my friend there. You know, we'd always go to the beach. It was nice because it was just two hours away from L.A., if you're lucky. If you're stuck in traffic, it's four hours. It's a cute town. Like, it's basically like L.A., but smaller even though it's grown a lot which was surprising and it's also changed a lot because of covid you know now there's a lot more homeless everywhere which i live in a bubble i live in aspen you know yes it's a small town um you don't have homeless you don't have men that are dateable (laughs) there's a lot of things you don't have Some things are nice, some things are not, you know, like in every town. So yeah, I used to go to San Diego a good amount. It was easy, you know, and now it was just different because now it's vacation vibes. I flew there, I don't have a car, and it's just different. So I land there, I'm staying at the Sheraton, not downtown, but like in Marina Bay, which is kind of right by the airport, but it's opposite the ocean. I see palm trees, I smell the beach, and it's just like the humidity is different. I'm like, oh my God, I love it. Like, I don't have to wear a jacket. Because here I'm always wearing a jacket. Even in the summer, at night, it gets cold. I brought a jacket because I'm thinking it's probably going to get cold. No, it didn't. It was perfect the whole time. So I arrive at the hotel, and then they're like, the pool is, you know, right out there, and... I go to my room, I have a terrace, you know, patio, I open the door, it's just like the sea air, I hear the seagulls, I see the palm trees, and I'm like, oh my god, like I love the ocean. So when I lived in New York, I was looking to get jobs in LA or California. Nothing was really happening. And the thing is, the jobs I was looking at or finding, this was like kind of around COVID, after COVID, people just weren't paying like companies weren't paying you know and then the price of the rent and the price of the gas and then the amount you're stuck in traffic it just wasn't adding up I wanted to be able to not stress about money like basically in the kitchen you work all the time and then if you can't even really pay your bills like that's depressing the only thing that was really working out was Aspen so I'm in the hotel and I see the pool. I'm like, yes, I'm going to go into the water. It wasn't heated, <laughs> but it was still nice. And now working in a hotel, I'm like looking at other hotels in a different way. I think that's normal, right? Like whatever your job is, you go to other hotels or whatever your profession is. And then you see this is a bit more run down or 
this needs to be repainted, you know. But my room was lovely, and my shower was great. I land a day before the concert, and I land kind of early in the day. They have a room ready early, so I'm allowed to check in early, which is nice, because I would have had to wait till 4 p.m., but they check me in at like 1. And then I go ahead and take the Uber, and I go and have lunch downtown. I think it was called like the Crack Crack Shack? crack house I don't know <laughs> something drug related with food it was like a chicken house I think it was called a crack shack that makes sense because it rhymes um, and I had an ube brownie milkshake so ube is everywhere and it's so good like it's purple it's a starch it's big in Japan and Hawaii and now it's pretty big everywhere like in the US it was so good in the milkshake. I'm like, yes, I got my sugar. I'm feeling good. <laughs> I, got, I got this chicken torta sandwich. Delicious. And then I walk around. There's Little Italy in San Diego. Really cute, like Italian shops, dessert shops. And I walk by the dessert shop called Extraordinary Desserts. And I go in and I see the book Extraordinary Cakes by Karen Krasny and I have that book and it's a really nice book on all these layered cakes and I realized oh my god this is her shop and she has two in San Diego beautiful shop like it was just a line of all these desserts basically you can get a slice of all these different torts like layered cakes and there's a whole section on just layered cakes so I got one it was like white chocolate flavor with coconut and pineapple, which is my favorite combination. Like if, if you make coconut, pineapple, anything, I'm going to get it. That's a fact. So I got a slice of that. And the nice thing was no matter what you ordered, I sat down, but they plated it. They didn't just put the cake on a plate. They put like mango puree on it. They put this kind of like a banana pineapple compote with these rose petals. So I have this beautiful plate of this slice of cake and it's just so colorful. And as I'm eating the cake, I'm like, yeah, I'm gonna eat these rose petals. Like they're on the plate, why not? <laughs> so, so here I am just like eating rose petals. I'm like, yes, this, this is amazing. <laughs> as I walk more downtown, I realize, wow, like this has changed a lot. You know, I went to San Diego a few years before COVID. The gas lamp area has changed a lot. Like now there's a lot of tents of homeless people. And I mean, it, if I were homeless, that's where I would be. I'd move to California. I mean, the weather is perfect. So I can't, you know, I don't blame them. But it's just, I feel like every downtown now has this like tent area. And um, it's crazy. Like I feel like something, I was just sad. Can't something be done, you know, to help all these homeless? I mean, I don't know. I don't know. But this is not a political show. You know, walking around and and I see this other bakery. It's called Asa Bakery, which in Japanese means healer. And yes, baked goods are healing, in my opinion. So it's this Japanese bakery that just opened up a few weeks prior. The line in this place was crazy. It was just a constant line, constantly. It was never slow. There was never not a line. And there was a sign that says, you can only order three items maximum. I'm like, what? This is crazy. Because if somebody comes in and they want to get like 12 things, you're like, yes, please. 
baked goods are only good that day. They're not going to be good the next day. So if somebody comes in and they want to order, you know, a bunch, you're like, yeah, awesome, do it. <laughs> you know, but not in this place. You can only get three items. And there is this one croissant, they call it the Naruto croissant, and it's it's a croissant rolled in a roll. It's like a swirl, and then they dip it in this chocolate, and I guess they filled it. But this came out after I had ordered three things, and I was trying to choose wisely, you know, I can only order three things. Which three things? And maybe this is like, it works psychologically in a different way because if somebody says you can only get three things maximum, then I'm thinking, oh my God, I want more. You know, what if I go in and I say, I only want one item, but then I see a sign saying, you can only get three things maximum. I'm like, oh. I have to get three things. Like maybe, maybe that is actually a good way to sell your pastries, right? You have to give people a limit. Then they're going to want to get more because they're thinking, yes, all these things are awesome. And there's a line. Maybe it works that way. I don't know. But it works on me for sure. Because then I'm like, uh, I want to get four. But the items are all made there. They have a lot of breads. They have this one croissant and it's basically like a croissant tart. The inside is hollowed out. They fill it with pastry cream, whipped cream, and berries on top, which is beautiful, and, and we make that here too. But starting later, you can fill the shell with soft serve, and it's like um, made with this Japanese milk. So I'm like, yeah, like I want that. <laughs> I was there earlier, before this time, so I couldn't get it. And I'm like, what? Like, I can't get a soft serve in a croissant tart. So yeah, I had to pick wisely. I picked, what did I pick? I picked a curry bread, which is kind of like, um, like I see this a lot. I saw this a lot in Japan. It was a curry donut. I also saw it a lot in New York in Koreatown. The pastry on the outside and on the inside is a savory curry filling. And usually the base is potato. In this case, it was meat. And I'm thinking, oh, all right. But I didn't know. But I love curry. So I'm like, yeah. Like if, if you have curry written on anything, much like pineapple or coconut, I see curry. I'm like, I want that. <laughs> I got this pudding filled pan au chocolat. It was a it was a pan au chocolat with pudding in it and like chocolate chips. You know, so I'm like, yes, this looks great. I want that. And oh, I, they had a mochi bagel, which is a bagel, and I got everything bagel, but it's made with a different flour. So it's like a glutinous rice flour, so it's a lot softer. And then they serve it with cream cheese. I'm like, yeah, all right, I'll get that. And then after. I sat down, you know, I'm like crowd watching, seeing what everyone else is eating and people probably thinking, why is she looking at me? Why does she keep looking over here? She's psycho. <laughs> I'm like looking at what everybody else is eating. I'm like, what are they eating? And then I turn around and they put out these different croissants, these rolled ones dipped in chocolate. And then it says, limit one per customer. And I'm like, oh my God, what? And I saw this one woman she got three items, sat down, got back in line and got another three. I'm like, yes. <laughs> but I was so full. I'm like, I can't. Like, what am I doing? It's almost like it's a challenge. You know, it's like, how do I get around this rule challenge? I probably would have done it, but I was like, this is ridiculous. Why? I mean, yes, I would eat it. No problem. Probably like 
hours later. But then I'm like, no, just stop. Stop it. Like in my head. I'm like, no, stop it. <laughs> so it, anyway, it was an excellent bakery. And I hope that if and when I open my own thing, I'm going to put three limits per customer. <laughs> and then people will just get one. I'm like, you can get three. You can get three. Get three. <laughs> no. I walk along the boardwalk. I walk to the water. And, and when you go downtown, there's no beach. It's just like the ocean is right there. And they have all these ships like docked and these old ships. You know, one was from England, which is beautiful. It was a beautiful day. There's palm trees, the seagulls, the sound of the ocean. I'm like, oh my God, I miss, I miss California. So I start walking along the boardwalk out of downtown. I'm like, oh, should I get an Uber back to the hotel? Because I was kind of out of the way. But I'm like, mm, I'm just going to walk a little bit further. Basically, I end up walking the whole way back, which took like an hour. <laughs> you know, when you get to a certain point, you're like, no, I'm going to continue now. I'm not going to stop. Like, this is, <laughs> this is my mind. When I'm talking about it, it makes me feel a little bit insane. But I've walked a certain distance I'm like, no, I'm just going to walk back. I'm going to walk back, you know. And and then I walk through this area where there's nobody. There's a couple of homeless people. And then there's like this weird kind of walkway. It's like factories. I'm like, yeah, I'm totally fine. Just keep walking. <laughs> and I get to the hotel. And then I'm like, yes, like I made it back, you know. And at that point, I'm just, I'm tired. But I've walked off the desserts. I'm like, okay, good. <laughs> And like that night, I sleep so well. Like the bed is comfortable. And you know, I have to say, and it's not just because I work for the brand, but Marriott has the most comfortable beds. Like they have this pillow top and it's just so nice. Like even when I stayed at the Fairfield Inn in Denver, like anything, all the beds with Marriott, they were just really nice. And I sleep so well. I'm on the sixth floor. I open up my patio door and I just sleep with the door open and it's perfect. Like this perfect breeze. I got this book and there's this like humidity and the book cover is folding up. And I'm like, oh, humidity. Because <laughs> in Aspen, there's no humidity. Like I constantly have a dry nose. My nose is constantly like flaking. I don't know, like just the elevation. It just messes up your skin. It's totally dry all the time. I'm constantly buying lotions and blowing my nose, you know, and I'm not sick. It's just cold all the time. So there's this crispness in the air and I'm constantly blowing my nose. But there in San Diego, I'm like, oh my God, like my nose is normal, you know, and my skin feels good. Like, I'm like, yes, <laughs> humidity. So the next day, day of the concert, I wake up rejuvenated. I'm like, yes, today's the day. I go to the ocean. Like I wake up, I take the Uber. And you know what was interesting? Like I haven't taken Uber in a while. I haven't needed to. And also in Aspen, it doesn't exist. Like the town is so small. There's no Uber. There's this like free taxi only within Aspen. It's called the Downtowner and it's free. You can tip if you want, but you don't have to. You can literally book it to drive like three blocks, one block if you want. Like it's free, <laughs> but that's all, there, there's no Uber. But what I noticed in San Diego, and I guess this is like in the city, you know, in San Diego, I always thought San Diego was tiny because I lived in LA and LA is like super spread out, you know, and, and San Diego is pretty compact, but it felt so big. 
I guess because Aspen is so tiny. You know, now I'm used to tiny. But I was taking the Ubers places and nobody talks. And it's not like I need to talk to everybody. Maybe just because I'm always isolated that I'm like, yeah, like I'll talk to this person if they talk to me, you know. No Uber driver was talking. I'm like, okay, I'll respect the quiet zone, you know. And they just got me to the destination. I'm like, thanks, you know. And and as I'm leaving, they're like, have a great day. Thank you so much. I'm like, dude, you weren't talking this whole time. You're saying like all these things. I wanted to go to Ocean Beach. I was thinking Mission Beach, but it was more out of the way because there's all these like kind of island areas. I'm like, no, I want to go to Ocean Beach because there's a dog beach. I miss pets. I miss having pets and just being around animals. I mean, I'm, I'm working all the time. Like, there's no point. And then also when we have closure, I travel, you know, so pros and cons again, you know, but I'm like, let me go to Ocean Beach. And there was this breakfast area. I get um, cappuccino. And, you know, I never used to drink all this coffee, but for some reason when I'm not working, I just like to sit with a cappuccino. I don't know. I just like it. And then I got this bagel with almond butter and blueberries on it. I'm like, yeah, I'll try that. And it was pretty good. I was like, oh, this is a good idea. You know, I think some honey on it would have been better. But, you know, I like things sweeter. Natural honey, obviously. I mean, honey is natural. I'm just sitting there, people watching, you know, and then I walk over to the beach and it made me so happy because there's just these dogs running around. They're running up to me. They're happy. Like I see this mastiff and it reminds me of my mom's dog, the Great Dane, you know, and then the biggest dogs are the friendliest dogs. Like they're so friendly, even though a lot of people are scared of them because they're so big. But then the dogs you need to be afraid of are like the tiny dogs, you know, because they're in constant survival mode because they always have to show like how big they really are you know, not in size. I'm walking on the sand, walking through like the waves. And I was like, oh my God, I miss this, you know? And then just the dogs running around. It made me so happy. It's like when I go to dog parks, when I went in New York, I just stare at dogs at dog parks. (laughs) It was kind of like, um, kind of healing for me. Like, and I brought this towel and I just sat on the sand and it was healing because I still have a lot of guilt. You know, my mom passed and she had all these pets and I couldn't take them. I was sitting there, these dogs were coming up to me and they were so happy, you know, and it just takes a while to process, like all these layers. I miss my mom's dog, like the Chiwini, you know, and I don't know how she's doing, like I'll never know because the person that took her blocked me. I guess she was scared that I would want her back. It was just very emotional. You know, sitting at the beach, and I love the water. Like, I love the beach anyway. And then just these dogs running around. It was like this laughing out loud, crying out loud moment, (laughs) you know, like to myself. And I was just there. I was there, like, all morning, basically all day. And I walked along the water. I went on this pier, and I just looked at the whole coastline, the palm trees. There were all these surfers in the water trying to get the perfect wave. You know, it was just like a really nice day. And then I walked over to this ramen restaurant. Like, a lot of restaurants and cafes were open. The entrance is closed. Like, you walk in, and there's like a closed front area. 
But then the back of the restaurant or coffee shop was open, you know, so you could have tables in or out. And I saw that a lot in Costa Rica, like basically everywhere where it's warm. You know, it's nice to have that. So I had this delicious ramen and I thought, okay, I'll get some sushi for after the show. I had a fridge in my room. So I'm like, all right, let me get the sushi now. I took an Uber back to the room and I changed, like I took a bath. You know, I did it right. I did it right. <laughs> and I'm like, yes, like I'm so smart. I've got food for later. <laughs> like this is my number one concern because my hotel was out of the way and the food you could have in the hotel was limiting and pricey. So I'm like, I might as well just get something I want to eat and that tastes good. You know, but this is always my number one concern. Will I have food for later? Where do I get food? Like, <laughs> and then once I have the food, I'm like, where is dessert? <laughs> no, I didn't have dessert. I take an Uber to the show, which is like 35 minutes away. Like the, the stadium was kind of out of San Diego. That Uber driver was an aggressive driver, but I'm like, all right, it's fine. It's fine. But he was just driving very fast. I'm like, okay, it's fine. So I get there. I got to get merchandise, right? I get a hoodie, which is like $90. I'm like, okay, fine. This is expected. I'm just going to get it. I'm going to get a poster, like $30. And at this point, I've just like gotten all these things on my credit card. I'm like, what's another $30? Like, I'll just, you know, it's fine. And the show was just so great. There were some other performers. I forget the very first performer, but after him, like he was a hip hop artist. After him, she was called 070. It was 070. I don't, I don't know how to say it. It was just, I think, 070, you know, and this was still light at this point. And that made me think, the only reason I remembered it, because I'm like, oh, James Bond, 007. Like, that's, <laughs> that was like my key to remember. When lately I've been thinking, this is why I'm saying this trip wasn't just the concert. It was more than that. Because I want to do something meaningful, right? Like, I want to have meaning in my life as far as my career goes. And I'm thinking... How do pastries make a difference? Am I creating meaning for others with my pastry? And as I was flying there on the plane to San Diego, like in Google Photos, I was looking at all the things I've made in just since I've started at the hotel. I mean, never mind all the other places I've worked. I mean, I've made so many things. And I'm thinking, like, yes, there is meaning in that. Like, all these people that have eaten all my different pastries and that my team have created like obviously I couldn't do what I do without my team because there's just so many events I've had an impact you know and the way I see pastries when I go into a bakery like it gets me so excited that's why it's like good to travel it's good to go to other bakeries and other places makes you realize what you do does have an impact like why am I looking to create meaning. I'm already doing it. And I think everyone else is too, without realizing it. Everyone has a place in society. Everything functions because of all these jobs in society. When one thing falls out, everything falls apart. And you see when there's strikes. I mean, with this like government shutdown, which I saw. Like, how is it that politicians, when they shut down, they continue to get paid? Like, lawmakers continue to get paid. Meanwhile, 
people that are working for the government, they don't get paid. They have to continue working without getting paid. Anyway, like I said, it's not a political show, but what you do already has meaning. And sometimes I'm so hard on myself because I'm impatient. I don't know basically where this career is leading me, but it's okay. I don't need to stress about that. I'm on the path, whatever my path is, right? But it's already led me to so many places. And I think mainly because I am hard on myself and because I want adventure. I want new things. So it's like whatever it is that you do in your job, like you're already affecting so many people in a positive way. There's already meaning in what you do. There's all these different roles at the hotel. You know, I wouldn't have a clean room if it wasn't for, if it wasn't for like the people that clean the rooms. You know, I wouldn't have clean dishes to eat on if it wasn't for the dishwashers. I wouldn't be able to check in if it wasn't for, you know, the concierge and the front desk. I mean, and that's just in the hotel. Like if you're looking at society, I mean, so I was just like, I had these moments where it's okay. You know, just be in the present, enjoy these few days and just enjoy every day. You know, and I think that's the hardest thing because I'm always looking ahead. It's hard for me to just be in the present, you know, and that's the big struggle. And that's why I love to hike because I think the physical tiredness makes me slow down and just sit and look at the mountains and look at the peaks. Like I'll hike up this huge mountain and then just sit because I'm tired, because <laughs> my legs hurt. And I'm like, this is so beautiful, you know, and it and just puts me in the present. And it's almost like I need that physical tiredness to really almost appreciate my body, which is like so messed up, right? But anyway, this was what I was kind of feeling when I was in San Diego, just like, it's okay. You know, it's okay to have these thoughts, but just enjoy what you do, enjoy how you affect others. And again, like I work in the back of the house and I don't see how others get affected. And I think that's part of why I question if what I do has meaning. But when I looked back and I, you know, I take so many pictures of most of the food I make and that my team makes, you know, and as I looked back, I realized like, yeah, I've made so many things. Like just stop doubting what I do, just be okay with it, you know? And, and it doesn't help when other chefs like question you, you know, or confront you about certain things. I'm like, geez, like calm down, you know? Like when everybody else is so high strung, sometimes it's hard to just take a second and realize everything that you have done. I think the same for myself. So yeah, I went to this concert, 007 performed, zero seven zero however you say her name and and then I was thinking of James Bond and I love James Bond right like I was on an AMC James Bond trivia show where I won by the way <laughs> and this is in LA but I was thinking you know I grew up with James Bond like James Bond is so agile <laughs> like, I was thinking this because 
you know, my last episode, I was talking about just physical pain. I'm getting arthritis. I have neck and back pain. Like, I have knee pain. Like, what the hell? <laughs> James Bond, you never hear him talk about physical pain. Like, has he ever gone to the chiropractor? Like, probably not. And that's the thing. Pain is not sexy. Nobody wants to talk about pain. I was just thinking, you know, me as James Bond, like my my strength is pastry. But then I've got like this pinky arthritis. I've got this knee pain, like I'm sometimes limping. I've got this back pain, you know, but then I kind of make it sexy with some pole dancing. Like, <laughs> this is what I was thinking as I'm thinking 007, 070. Anyway, okay, back to the show at hand. So after her, after 070 performed, her played H-E-R, her. Okay, and and she was amazing. Like She was so good and just... I was just so inspired by her in the sense of like, she plays the drums. She has this amazing voice and sings like insanely. She plays the guitar. She plays electric guitar. She plays the piano. I mean, she did it all. And I was just so taken. And this is even before Coldplay. I mean, I'm like, I'm already blown away. As you enter the stadium, you get wristbands again. So the, the LED lights. So Coldplay comes on. You know, everybody's going crazy. And they put on such a good show. And Chris Martin, he's such a sweet man. I mean, I don't know. (laughs) I don't know if he is. But the way he was talking, he's like, okay, everybody, let's all sing together now. Like, he was was just so patient and, like, gentle, the way he was talking. I'm like, oh, my God, he's so sweet. (laughs) Like, (laughs) I love the songs. And I remember when I first heard Coldplay... I was living in New York first time around. I was in acting school, and this is their first album, Parachutes. And I remember going to the Virgin record store in Times Square and buying their CD, their first CD. And now, obviously, that store doesn't even exist anymore. CDs don't exist anymore, really. Like, (laughs) what's happened? Anyway, so when they played Sparks, when they played Yellow, it was just such an amazing experience. You know, the wristbands would light up, and I was just so thankful that everything worked out, that I got to go, and that the hotel happened to not be busy, like that week or those few days. And then the show was over, and then I'm like, how am I going to get back? (laughs) You know, I didn't think about this beforehand, but then I'm like, Oh, crap. Like, I took an Uber here. All these people, like, there were 35,000 people. I'm like, all these people. Okay, not all of them. Maybe, like, a third is probably going to take Uber back. So, it was, like, $18 to get there with an Uber. I look to get an Uber after, and it's, like, $60. I'm like, okay, it's okay. Let me wait 10 minutes. Same, same price. And I'm like, fine, I've already spent so much money on everything else. Let me just get this Uber. So I get it, but then there are no drivers available. So I'm like, okay, it's fine. I look on my maps and they suggest another way to leave the area. Because the thing is, I'm thinking if I can just get out of the area 
and then take an Uber, you know, then they'll be available. So there's this um, trolley, which is kind of like a light rail. And I had to walk 10 minutes to get there. But then other people had the same idea. So basically, I waited an hour to get on the train because there's so many people trying to get on this train that I couldn't take the first two trains. I had to wait for the third. And then I took it halfway because it wasn't going directly to downtown. You had to switch. But instead of switching, because I didn't want to go to downtown, that's not where my hotel was. So instead of switching, I got an Uber from there, and then that was fine. But by the time I got back, it was like 1 a.m. And I'm like, oh, now I got to eat my sushi (laughs) in my fridge. I take it out. It's goddamn frozen. The fridge was on coldest. I'm like, I didn't put it on that. I realized it was that cold. I'm like, damn it. My sushi's frozen. And if I'm thinking, okay, if this is the worst thing in my life right now, frozen sushi, then I'm doing pretty well, right? I'm like, okay, it's it's fine. It's frozen sushi. You see, this is what the beach does to me and palm trees and seagulls. Like it makes me like not stress, you know? And, And once you get to California, it's just everybody's like, my God, I feel your vibes. Like everybody's just like free. And, you know, and I was feeling that way. So when I see the frozen sushi, I'm like, damn it. And then I'm like, it's fine. (laughs) It's fine. So, and I've never done this before, but I thawed it in the microwave for like 30 seconds, which is like shame, shame. Don't do that to sushi. But I was like, okay, I just need to thaw it a little bit. Like it was rock hard frozen. Like the ginger was frozen, everything. So I thought it and I was able to enjoy it. And I'm thinking it's okay. You know, this was a great day. It was a great night. I sleep great again. And then the next day I fly, you know, I have to fly back and I get to the airport. And I'm just so chill. Like I'm listening to Coldplay music. Like I'm in zone five, which is like the last, last, last zone to get on. It's 38F, which I'm like, I paid $60 on Frontier to fly to San Diego, which was super cheap. And luckily, Frontier didn't change anything. I had a really nice seat aisle, like I could put my luggage under the seat, no problem. I pay more for United because I'm like, I don't want them to switch the times. And then they give me the last seat on the plane. So I can't put my seat back, like nothing. But I'm like, it's fine. Like, I'm feeling great. You know, I'm just singing Coldplay. Like, it's all good. It really didn't bother me. I'm last to get on the plane. I'm against the window. And these two other seats are already filled with like big guys, you know, just like bulky, like not overweight, just big, you know. So I make eye contact with this one gentleman, I'll call him. I'm like smiling because I'm like, making you know with my with my hand I'm signaling like I have to get in there and he's like smiling he's like okay okay you know so he gets up I have to put my luggage under the seat I have to like situate I put down the armrest and like he's he's a big guy you know he's like basically his arm is in my space you know his thigh is in my zone and usually I'm like I would be annoyed by this. 
this person is in my space. If I feel somebody else's body heat like that, unless I'm dating this person or something, I don't like it. I don't want to feel somebody's body heat if, you know, if I don't know them. But the thing is, this guy was attractive. <laughs> so this changes everything. So I'm like, damn, he's hot. <laughs> so, you know, but I put in my earplugs, my wired, like, ear piece listening device i can't think of the word right now thinking of this man gets me all flushed so i'm looking out the window but i take out one you know on my left ear because i'm like oh maybe he'll talk to me he doesn't i'm like fine you know i keep just looking out the window we take off which is my favorite like i love takeoff it's just so much power the speed like it's just amazing to me i know i've talked about this before but i love takeoff so we take off And then I take a drink of water with my own flask. But the pressure has built up. I don't think about this. I open it up and water goes all over this guy, the gentleman. And I'm like, oh, my God, I'm so sorry. You know, and he's like laughing. He's like, it's okay," You know, and then he starts talking to me. I'm like, thank you, water bottle. But also super embarrassing. I mean, of course, this happens. Like, And also, as I was going to the airport, I got an Uber, and this was a Tesla Uber. Like, everything's super, like, modern, clean. Even even his, like, maps voice is British, you know, like a British man. I'm like, oh, yeah, classy, right? At the next light, make an immediate left, and then go straight until you hit Maple Boulevard, for example. Very classy. And then as I leave at the airport, he's like, oh, you know, have a good flight. I am i can't open the door. Like the Tesla door, I don't know, it's different. You can't just open it like a regular car door. And I'm not used to modern things. <laughs> so I press it a bit too long all at once. Like the door opens, the window goes down. I'm like, Jesus, sorry. Like, again, embarrassing. Like, this is just what happens, okay? So here I am, same thing with the water bottle. Like, it goes all over him, and then he starts talking to me. And we talk the whole time, you know, and he's from Brazil. Um, let's call him, like, I got to make this smart. <laughs> I got to make this a smart name. Um, Armando, is that smart? I don't know. <laughs> Why do all Brazilian names end in O? You know, like sexy man names. They're all like ending in O. And why do I think Armando is a Brazilian name? Like it probably isn't. Like what am I talking about? I don't even know. His name actually does end in O. Tell you his real name. Let's call him Armando. And uh, and we were talking the whole time. And it was really nice. You know, it was a two-hour flight back to Denver. And he's like, let me get your Instagram information. I'm like, all right. <laughs> It was a very sincere just conversation. And of course he lives in San Diego, like Jesus, of course. He can't live closer in Colorado, right? But yeah, he was just visiting friends in Denver. But it was nice, it was a nice distraction. I got back to Denver and then had to drive to Aspen. And that's my thing, like when I know I have to drive back, it's fine. Like I fueled up with some Indian food first 
because I know when I get back to Aspen, it's like, you know, almost midnight. I'm like, I'll eat now and then drive back. And then I'm always listening to like loud music, which gets me like pumped up. And yeah, that was my like three day trip. And I just felt so like refreshed, even though I was constantly doing stuff, which I don't know how not to do that. You know, that's just me. It was such a great few days. And then the next day I was back at work. We had this group coming in for McDonald's. So the chef said to me, uh, make a make a macaron hamburger. I'm like, what? <laughs> I'm like, that's a lot of work. <laughs> He's like, you can do it. Like, that's all he ever says. I'm like, okay. <laughs> so I made this mini macaron bun, put some sesame seeds on it. I made this like white modeling cheese with modeling chocolate. I made lettuce with this microwave sponge and color it green. And I had this like red gel, which I used as ketchup. They came out super cute. And in the end, I'm like, okay, this was a good idea. Because like, I know I can do this stuff, but it's always, there's so many other small things to do, you know, that now I do kind of less detailed things. Even though I've started the gingerbread house and that's pretty detailed. It just always depends on timing, you know? When there's a lot going on, it just gets crazy. And I end up managing more than I do baking. You know, but it was nice to make the macarons. And anyway, I just felt like it's amazing what you can do in three days. And so my point to this podcast is just enjoy these little trips. You know, plan like something small, even if it's just like the next town over. Plan something small and realize what you do does have an effect, you know, on others. Like your job, like what you do already has meaning. And be okay with that, you know? Like if I die tomorrow, I'm like, yeah, I didn't develop anything. I didn't like create something new, you know? But I do believe that I brought joy to people when they had my pastries, unless they had that horrible, eggless, flaxseed, tasteless muffin. That wasn't my recipe. Just want to add that again. I mean, I don't think I'm dying yet. <laughs> like, I hope I'm not dying yet, right? <laughs> but the point is, just be okay with what you do, you know, and don't stress for the next thing. Just like enjoy the journey, you know, enjoy the time that you have because our tendency is always to look at the next big thing, you know, the next trip, the next job, whatever, because maybe you think the grass is always greener somewhere else, but no, not necessarily. Thank you for listening to an episode of Cat the Baker. I'm Chef KB. Until next time, please join me on Instagram at Chef KB or on YouTube at Cat the Baker. 